Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. For young professionals looking to achieve their career goals, putting your head down and working hard isn't always enough to get noticed by the right people. I spoke with Lindsay Stevenson, CPA, about how young professionals can enhance their careers. She's been recognized as the 2019 Most Powerful Woman in Accounting by the AICPA and CPA Practice Advisor. She's a graduate of the AICPA Leadership Academy, a Vice President of Finance at First Financial Bank USA, and the founder and CEO of Origin Evolution, a management consulting company. Lindsay and I discussed finding ways to make meaningful professional connections, the differences between mentors and sponsors, not being afraid of failure, and much more. Here's what she had to say. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that young professionals can do, and it varies maybe across different types of industries that you might work in, but I would say, you know, something that's universal would be volunteering. And I know that sounds cheesy and people are working and a lot of them are are starting families. And so it's hard to scrape out time to do anything more. Um, But if you can find a way to volunteer your time inside your profession, whether it's with a national organization that supports your profession or a local organization that supports your profession, any way that you can give your time to the betterment of the profession that you work within is, is great for you for two reasons. One is, is it's exposure, right? So you're being exposed to other individuals who are giving of them of their time, who have different experiences, different backgrounds, but still work within your profession. And that's a really big deal as you continue down your, your career progression pathway, because you'll find that those connections and those you know sort of chance meetings that you had earlier on in your career oftentimes develop into opportunities for you down the road a little further. Um, the other thing is, is beyond exposure is um, for you personally is growth. And so um, again, when you're, when you're volunteering your time, you're usually learning more than you're giving. At least in my personal experience, you know, every hour of time that I've given of myself, I generally get back two or three hours of what I feel like is development for me personally. So I've learned something new. I've connected with someone that does something very different from myself, Uh, you know, just growing as a person and finding what the opportunities are out there for you from a career standpoint. You know, what you're doing today for most young professionals is not always going to be what you're doing five years from now. And so those volunteer opportunities where you can kind of get out into the world, see a different perspective inside your profession, connect with professionals that are doing something maybe a little different. You know, sometimes that sparks a passion you didn't know existed for you and opens up a lot of opportunities for the future. So um, I think I think that would probably be like the low hanging root fruit, fruit, the more obvious thing that you can do, uh, you know, to sort of put yourself in a position to move forward professionally, you know, whether it's a promotion or whether it's looking to get recognized. I think a lot of those things stem from from volunteering your time. Um, And then, you know, the other thing would be, I I think, and, and I think it's young professionals, I think women, I think a lot of time we get stuck in this thought process of if I put my head down and I work hard enough, my work will speak for itself. And the reality is, you know, looking back on my career, there were often times that I had that mentality and I missed out on opportunities that would have propelled me a little faster 
sort of through the, the pathway, uh, you know, to the next promotion or to the increased salary uh, or, or the new opportunity because I was silent and, and I was thinking my work would speak for itself and, and everyone would recognize, wow, she's doing really great work. She's really trying hard, um, but people are busy, right? And it's not intentionally not recognizing you, but they need sometimes a little, a little spotlight for yourself. Um, and so I think, you know, young professionals, if, if they can get into a habit of, finding some allies, finding some sponsors that are further in the profession or further in their organizations, higher up, that will really see them and see what they're accomplishing and be able to bring that to the table when new projects or possibilities uh, come up, you know, so when they're looking for someone to promote or they're looking for someone to take on a new role or a new project, your name is on the list because you have an advocate, a sponsor, sitting at the table, having that conversation about you. Um, and, and I think as young professionals, myself included, I just never even thought that way. You know, I was like, if I work hard and I kick butt, then everyone's going to know who I am and it's going to, it's going to earn me my place. But um, people are busy, you know, and there's a lot of great people. So you're, you're competing. And I don't even want to use the word competing because that's not fair. It's, it's not scarcity, right? There's an abundance of opportunities. So I don't think you're necessarily competing in a negative way, but um and there's others that are also moving forward in their career. So to get noticed, you need that, that sponsor that's sitting at the table saying, wow, uh, you know, Jessica is amazing. And let me tell you why. And these are the things that I've seen her do. Um, that's pretty impactful. That's awesome. And there's actually a lot that you just said now that I'd love to follow up on. <laughs> One sure. of the things um, specifically when you mentioned the volunteering aspect and and how much you learned through that and how you feel like you really learned a lot more than um, than your, the time that you spent there. I'm curious, and I think this has become more a more popular perspective over the years. But with learning, often comes usually mistakes, <laughs> and especially in the accounting profession, you know, mistakes aren't looked upon always so kindly what would you say to young professionals who are kind of might be scared to, you know, push themselves, branch out because they think that these mistakes that they might inevitably make equates to failure? Yeah, you know, it's funny because somebody just posted uh, in a Slack group that I'm in of incredible professionals, all, all CPAs, um, and, and someone had talked about feeling like they're ready to take the next step in their career and that it might not be with the organization that they're currently with and they're struggling, they, they feel loyal and they don't wanna leave and, and they're kind of struggling with that. And, and this is, is that similar kind of situation, right? Of like that, a little bit of fear, right? Fear of the unknown and fear if I mess up, everyone's gonna call me out on it um, or it's, it's gonna wreck any opportunities I have in the future because now I have like this quote unquote black mark and there's a quote, you know, that I refer to quite often, which is um, the price of growth is never greater than the cost of staying where you are. And I really like that resonates for me because I think as young professionals and myself included when 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 I could still call myself a young professional, uh, you know, back in, in those days, that was that was a real fear. I had a fear of messing up. I had a fear of if I messed up, then I could never attain what I wanted to attain. Uh, and the reality is now looking back on it, we all mess up. You know, the people that you uh, are inspired by, the people that you hold up and, and say, man, I, I want to be like this person. I want to be this success story. 
they had a ton of failures. And I think what's interesting is we don't talk about them enough, but the failures are actually what made us. And, you know, I can look back and look at my poor decisions or look at the things that I just made a mistake. Um, and the, the failure, the way I dealt with that was actually what propelled me forward as opposed to all the times that I didn't mess up and I just did everything perfect. Um, and so that's what I, you know, the advice I would give to young professionals is they consider, you know, putting themselves out there and taking that risk. You will mess up. There's no way to avoid that. But when you do mess up, how you respond to it will define where you go from there and, and that ability to own your mistakes to uh, strategize solutions for moving forward from that mistake, um, you know, to collaborate with others, to recognize the opportunities that are available as a result of that mistake. Those are the things that set you apart and actually make you successful. And, and, and without the failure, you never learn to do those, those things. That definitely makes sense. I know that something I've always appreciated, you know, and people I look up to when they're willing to admit when they made a mistake or um, they made the wrong choice and, and kind of be open about that and also talk about what they've learned from it. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're spot on. I think, um, you know, transparency and vulnerability are two of the greatest leadership qualities that we can be helping the next pipeline, you know, leadership develop at a, at a much earlier uh, place in their career development. And something else that you you mentioned earlier, Lindsay, was about the importance of those connections. And you kind of uh, mentioned those chance meetings that you might not think anything comes from them, but then later down the road, they're really beneficial. What would you say to young professionals, you know, kind of looking to have those or build those connections? And then what does it mean to kind of nurture those relationships? Because those opportunities might not come until like years down the road from those things. <laughs> yeah, patience is definitely a virtue when it comes to relationship building. But I think there's a big difference between networking, which sometimes it feels like in our profession, there's almost this pressure to network. And to me, there's a difference between networking and building relationships. And so I would say, if you want opportunities in the future, to sprout from the connections you're making today, then instead of going into you know, a room and meeting new people and treating it like a networking interaction, if instead you treat it like a potential to build meaningful relationships interaction, and that's how you treat those relationships as time goes on and those connections become real meaningful relationships, um, then you almost end up in a position where you have more opportunities than you could ever take advantage of, right? Which is a great place to be. Uh, but that's been my experience is I, I, think, I think so oftentimes we get caught in this kind of wheel where we're like, meet a new person, get their business card, touch point, connect with them on LinkedIn, um, you know, follow them on Twitter. And those are great things. And you can get a lot of data from doing that, right? You can get a lot of good resource, a lot of connection points, um, but the real opportunities come from when you invest yourself into a relationship with the person that you're meeting. And it's not going to be everyone. You know, I'm not telling you to, to, I'm not telling anybody to go out to an event and meet five people and then cultivate those five relationships with a lot of meaning. That's not going to happen, right? But you are going to find one or two connections from every interaction you have where they touch you in some way that's meaningful. And, 
And then it matters to you that the relationship grows and develops. And so it's easy to nurture it because you feel good, right? When you're connected to that person and you want to connect and continue to talk to them and continue to reach out to them. And, and so I think it's, it's just more organic than sometimes we think it, it is. Um, but that's what I would say, you know, to, to young professionals, connect with the people that spark something in you. When you met them, you connected immediately or you saw something in them that just inspired you, whatever it is. And, and it doesn't have to be that you become best friends. Uh, you know, I have colleagues across the country that I would say, I might not know that much about their personal lives, but I am deeply connected to their professional lives and their professional development. Um, and, that, and they to mine, right? We're, we're actively interested in how we're progressing career-wise. So, so that's what I would say. And for those of you listening, if you have not been or heard of AICPA Leadership Academy, check it out. Um, that was probably my first experience as a, as a young professional of really connecting with people and looking to myself of what I needed to be as a leader. And other people were also taking that journey. So we were we were self, it was self-awareness, but it was together, right? We were taking the journey together. And that crew is, I mean, they're like my personal board of directors. And we we talk, there's about 300 of us now that have graduated from Leadership Academy. And we're in a Slack group together and we connect together and we talk all the time and we have each other's backs. And there's just something magical about it that, um, you know, I wish I would have knew about it, known about it even earlier than I went. Um, but yeah, opportunities like that. And I love that you brought up leadership because that was something else uh, that I wanted to ask you about. Young professionals might might already view themselves as leaders. Maybe they're trying to get to the type of, of leadership that they want to be in the future. What would you say to someone who is trying to cultivate themselves as a leader and how they should grow those skills and make it um, authentic to who they are? Yeah, I mean, I love that word that you used, Jessica. Authentic is so meaningful and powerful when it comes to leadership. So, so that's step one, right, is identifying who you are authentically and showing up that way in every interaction that you have. Um, I think a lot of young leaders make the mistake of trying to emulate leaders that inspire them or you know, leaders that have touched their lives in some way. And while that is commendable, the reality is it's not who you are and eventually it kind of withers and dies. <clears throat> and so, you know, leadership styles, yes, you can, you can emulate a leadership style. You can know when to be a good listener and you can know when somebody wants your advice and, and all those things. But to be a great leader, it takes showing up as authentically you in every situation and, and whatever that, that is for you, you know, making sure that that's what shows up every time. Um, in terms of things that you can do to develop that, self-awareness is, is probably number one. Um, you know, if you're not in tune with yourself and what drives you and what matters to you and what is gonna make you cry and what's gonna make you shout with joy, if you're not really in tune to that, it's, it's really hard to inspire other people to follow you, right? And that's what a leader is. You're not forcing people to come along, you're inspiring them to join you on a journey. And, and people can't be inspired by you if you're not inspired by yourself, right? You don't really know what, what direction you're headed. So um, I think that's hugely important. And then communication. You know, if, if you can't communicate to others who you are and what you believe, and how you think we should get somewhere together, uh, it really it really holds you back from a leadership standpoint, right? Because if nobody understands where you're going, they're not gonna come along with you. So I think those are probably the key things. 
I wish somebody would have told me in my early 20s that I probably could have avoided a bunch of just wallowing around and not really sure how to apply myself and, and what to do and how I could be a leader, even though my title wasn't a leadership title, those kinds of things. But I was so worried about showing up how I thought other people wanted me to show up, um, you know, that it, it took me a while to figure out that I could show up as who I wanted to show up as. And that was actually um, a, a greater boost to, to my professional development than, than anything else. And I think you're right that, you know, people are attracted to um, leaders, other people who are, you know, originally authentically themselves, even if you can't put your finger on it or can't maybe verbalize it, people can kind of sense when someone um, is being insincere or isn't being true to themselves. Um, so I think people do realize, you know, like, hey, this person, they might not have all the answers, but this is someone that I want to follow and, and take my lead from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what you're going to get, right? When you show up authentically, the people that are on your team know exactly what to expect from you. Now, things change, right? We're in disruption and there's always these, this change management thought process and things are crazy and chaotic and we're busy. Uh, and those things are all true. But if if my leader is always authentically showing up as who they really are, then I know what to expect from them. I know, I know how they're going to respond to a situation. I know how this is going to turn out in terms of feelings and emotions and respond and what they expect of me. Right. You know, if you have a, someone who's authentically, I'm like a hand talker, I get really excited. Like my cheeks will get really red if I'm pumped up. So, you know, people that work with me will know, okay, like she's pumped about this. So we know we're going to be spending time on it. Like, like there's, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Like she's pumped up. This is going to be something that she's passionate about. So we kind of know what to expect from her. And I think people appreciate that even if they're not the same, right? Even if no one on your team is, is crazy, pumped up, jazzercise, let's do some push-ups kind of person. And they are, more of a, you know, held back, very cool, even keel, don't get excited very easily, passionate in their own way. And they can work with you, right? Because they know what to expect from you. And you touched on this earlier, but I was also curious about, you know, mentors and sponsors. I think that gets brought up a lot when you're talking about young professionals and, and having someone there to kind of mentor or sponsor or advocate for you throughout your career. How crucial do you think it is for young professionals to find those individuals? And also, how would you suggest going about if, if someone does kind of want that person in there? Uh, professional career, how would they go about finding them? Oh, that's such a good question. So there's a lot out there, right, on the difference between mentors and sponsors and, and how it's defined. And I think there's probably a hundred different definitions that you could use. But one that I like um, is, is from a, a woman who is, I couldn't even tell you her name now, but I saw her at a conference and she was on Wall Street. She's, you know, super high up in Wall Street. Um, and she was talking about the difference between a mentor and a sponsor from her viewpoint. And she said, a mentor is someone that you tell the good, the bad, and the ugly. They are intended to help you through the tough stuff. They are intended to give you advice based on their own experiences. You have a connection with them that's very personal and helps you see the world through a, a wider lens. Um, and I really, I liked that quite a bit because I, I think that is true, right? You have to really trust your mentor 
your mentor should be somebody that really gets you, that understands like where you're headed and what, what dreams you have and what matters to you. And they're giving you advice based on their lives, right? And what's happened with them. So I think, you know, in terms of young people trying to find a mentor, uh, it can definitely be a challenge. I recommend more than one, right? You don't have to just have one mentor and it doesn't need to be a super formal relationship. It can start out that way, uh, but it generally tends to lean towards informal as as time goes on, you get to know each other. Uh, But I would say if your organization doesn't have a mentor program, like a formal program, Um, The AICPA did have a a mentoring platform. They're revamping it now. So it's like offline for 2021. I'll be back online for 2022. Um, So when that's back online, I would say go through that. I have a number of mentees that I work with that I've been connected to through that website. Um, But I mean, it's really just asking some questions, right? If you have somebody in your organization that you just like, you just get along with, and they have more life experiences than you or more professional experience with you, just ask them would you mind mentoring me? Could I ask you specific questions about what I should do professionally or why I'm doing this wrong or how this could be helpful or hurtful? Um, Most people are flattered to be asked to be a mentor. You're like, I have, (laughs) I suck. I can't believe someone wants to be my mentor. I have seven mentors because I'm such a hot mess. Like, I think that's sometimes the mentality. Um, And so that's, that's kind of the process you have to go through is, is, is find someone internally. And then a lot of times people internal will recommend other people external to the organization say, Hey, I know this person. They're amazing. I think you guys would click. Why don't I connect you? And you can see how it goes from there. Um, So that's from the mentoring standpoint, the sponsor thing is a big deal. And sponsor is a big deal because the the sponsor is not your mentor. The sponsor is the person that you tell the good, the good, and the good. (laughs) Uh, And you want them to invest in your success Uh, And that's a really big thing because their political capital is what you want to leverage in order to um, achieve the things that matter to you within your organization. So when you have a sponsor, that means that it's someone who has power and influence within your organization or within maybe a broader scope of the profession, if you're looking at bigger things outside your organization, but that person has political capital. That means they have influence and they're sitting at the table during these really important impactful discussions of who should get this assignment or who should get this promotion. Your sponsor should be in the conversation and also be engaged in the fact that you are their first choice. So they are going to to push your name forward and they're going to talk about all the great things that you have done and are doing. Um, And that comes from your level. So, So you as a young professional, myself included, I go out and seek the sponsor. I recognize who in my organization is in a position to influence what my next goal is. And I reach out to them and say, I would like you to be my sponsor. And, and, and sometimes they might say no, which is fine. Uh, but a lot of times they'll say, okay, well, tell me, tell me what that means. Well, let me tell you all the things that I've accomplished, all the things that I'm working on, the mistakes I've made and how I came back from those, how I can have an impact on the organization. And the next time a great opportunity comes up, I would like you to advocate for me in the room. And and a lot of people will say yes, right? Because they're like, man, this is great for our organization. Here's somebody who's really fired up and wants to accomplish all these things. And I can be a part of that. And it makes them look good, right? So when the person they're sponsoring is successful, like your sponsor looks like a genius for having, you know, engaged with you and and supported you. So, um, you know, you have to do that early on and you have to do it for yourself, right? Like no one is going to come to you and say, let's find you a mentor and a sponsor. That'll help you out. Like you have to own that and and go out and say, I need a mentor and I need a sponsor. Here's what they're going to do for me. And this is what I'm looking for um, and go out and find it. 
And we've touched on a lot of great, great different topics, Lindsay. And I know that this is also might be a tough question too, because I'm sure there's a lot that you could say about this, but is there anything throughout your career, any advice that someone has given you or, or maybe a perspective that they offered to you that you were like, man, like that was really impactful. That really stood out to me and helped me in my career tremendously. Uh, yeah, I would think it, I don't know if it would have had the impact if I would have heard it younger or, you know, if I needed to be exactly the age I heard it. Um, but I, I worked with a wonderful woman who is also a CPA and a coach. Um, she has a coaching company and tend to lead. Her name is Sarah Elliott, um, incredible woman. And, um, you know, she just, she helped me recognize through coaching with her that I was not taking care of myself. So a lot of my professional drive, um, you know, my goals, my aspirations were really honestly based on my perception of what I thought other people defined success as and that I needed to get there, like in that, in that same defined way. Um, and working with her just helped me uncover the things that I was not happy with, the things that were keeping me, like they were holding me back, right? I was limiting myself because the real things I wanted to do didn't fit in the box that I thought CPAs were supposed to do. And um, yeah, she just, she helped me uncover that. So I don't know if it was just one piece of advice, but it was more of just going through that coaching process to uncover what mattered to me and what I needed to spend my time on and how I needed to focus my energies. And I just, you know, before that, I would have told you, oh gosh, that's touchy feely stuff. Like I go to work, I work my butt off, I go home, I sleep, I eat, you know, I feed my kids. Like I have a list of things and this is my analytical brain that's just going to go through and do them. But she really helped me uncover the importance of self-care and, and having faith in myself and trust in myself to be uncomfortable and discover what really mattered. And um, I'm a much healthier, happier person all the way around because of, of her and her effort and her advice. And do you have any advice for, for young professionals who have maybe, you know, listened to this episode and, and they feel fired up and they're ready to get going, um, enhance their career, meet their goals? What advice would you give them? Oh, there's so much, but I'll, I'll try and keep it short and simple. Um, I would say explore coaching. If you have never heard of a professional coach or have not experienced coaching, um, if your firm doesn't have a coaching program, check it out. See if you can find yourself a coach. A lot of organizations will actually support you and help defray the cost of, of working with a coach. Um, but I think that's probably the number one thing that you can do from a professional standpoint to help you really uncover what matters to you and how to move forward. Uh, the second thing I would say is read. Read as much as you can. And I don't mean technical <laughs> notices or, or uh, uh, accounting standards or tax, uh, new tax law. While that's important, um, I would say read to just expand your mind, right? Read Simon Sinek, read Brene Brown, um, read, there's just, oh, there's just so, there's so many out there, but anything that you can do to expand your perspective in, into what matters, how business works, um, you know, sort of like the new, the new business models, things like that. Um, I think that really puts you a step forward from from just the traditional go to work, put my head down and, and work hard and, and get recognized for it. Um, and the last thing I would say is, as, as those of you, if you've already started a family, if you're considering starting a family, um, I would just say, keep your family life as your center. Um, 
I think in our profession in particular, in, account, in the accounting profession, it's intense and it's fast paced and it's very busy for certain amounts of time. And sometimes we forget where that center is um, and it just makes it really hard. It makes it really hard to make sure that, that we are in the right place with the right mindset and producing the right results um, if, we, if we get off center. So I, I would just say that, you know, as you start your journey, as you continue your journey, you're young, you're amazing. Um, just, just stay focused. Your family unit is, is your center. Don't lose that. Thank you to Lindsay for taking the time to speak with me about how young professionals can enhance their careers. What was your biggest takeaway from this episode? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O at ohiocpa.com. And please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using. We love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening.